Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. How do you master your sleep? Now, this is either, whenever I talk about the topic of sleep, it's usually very polarized. Either people are ecstatic, you're like, they're like, Jim, I sleep so well. It's the funnest thing I do. I, I could just sleep for eight, nine, 10 hours. I wake up so refreshed. Or they're on the other side of the spectrum where they're not getting the sleep. They struggle with falling asleep or staying asleep. Or even if they wake up, they are tired and exhausted. And what kind of effect does that have on your mental acuity? What effect does it have in your brain's performance? How's your focus the next day after you have a horrible night of sleep? You know, we know that when you sleep, you consolidate short to long-term memory. We know that when you sleep, you clean out the plaque that leads to brain aging challenges. But how do you get a good night's sleep? And that's what this episode is all about. And I've assembled for you a number of guests that are going to help you to be able to master your sleep so you could restore, so you could recover. Because it's not just work hard, play hard, it's also rest hard. And so our first guest on this episode is none other than Dr. Michael Bruce. Now, some of you know of Dr. Bruce because I mentioned him. We did an episode on chronotypes in terms of the power of when, and not just what you do, but it's when you do it. And I encourage everyone to listen to that episode. But right now, the topic that we're going to talk about with Dr. Bruce is how do you improve your memory by getting a good night's sleep? Here's Dr. Michael Bruce. I'm going to give everybody five tips in this podcast of things that they can do tonight to improve their sleep. And one of them is waking up at the same time every day, no matter what time you went to sleep. Now, that's not so easy, right? Because Friday night you go out, you hang out with some friends, you're up until midnight, one o'clock. Do you really want to get up at 6.30 Saturday morning? Yes, you do. If you want good sleep and you want good memory and you want to have good focus, you want to wake up at the same time every day. Step number two has to do with caffeine. Okay. All right. So look. Caffeine is a performance enhancer. There's no question about that. We know it's a stimulant, but caffeine has a half-life of between six and eight hours. Wow. Right. Many people don't know that. So I'm asking people for step number two to stop caffeine by 2 p.m., right? Step two, stop by two. The reason is, is we want to give your body enough time to get that caffeine eliminated so that way it's not affecting your ability to fall asleep. Now, I know there's a quick brainer out there who's going to say, Dr. Bruce, you don't know what you're talking about. I can drink a cup of coffee an hour before bed and go right to sleep. Well, two reasons why that might be occurring. Number one, that person is so doggone sleep deprived, there's no way that anything would stop them. Um, but number two, if I put electrodes on their head and I looked at the quality of the sleep that they were getting, they're stuck in stage one, stage two, not getting the good stuff, not getting REM sleep, and that's gonna be a problem. Step number two is stop caffeine by 2, 2 p.m. Step number three has to do with alcohol. So the average human body takes approximately one hour to digest one alcoholic beverage. So if you have two glasses of wine at dinner, which is about the maximum that you want to have, 
the data would suggest that it will increase your sleep by about 10 to 12 minutes. Once you go into that third drink, that's when it will have major effects on stage three, four sleep and that restorative feeling. So if you can stop alcohol, step number three is to stop alcohol three hours before lights out. Step number four has to do with exercise. There is no better way to improve the quality of your sleep than exercise. It's a very well-known fact in the data and in the literature. Um, however, for some people, exercise jazzes them up. They get too excited after it. They've got too much energy after it. There's a lot of my insomnia folks. I'm having them exercise in the morning because they get so jazzed and ready for the day, they can't exercise at night. So stopping exercise approximately four hours before bed. And then step number five is to give the sun a high five every morning for 15 minutes. What I mean by that is get light exposure. Even if it's winter time, even if you're in a part of the world that doesn't have great sunlight, sunlight actually resets your circadian clock and turns off that melatonin faucet in your brain. So one of the reasons people get morning fog or fuzzy headed in the morning is because that melatonin faucet is actually still going. Walk over to the window and get some direct sun. Sunlight. Direct sunlight literally shuts that whole faucet down. You have these special cells in your eyes called melanopsin cells, and they're very reactive to light. They send a signal to a part of your brain called the pineal gland that says stop melatonin production, period. So step number five is giving that sun a high five in the morning. So in quick review, step one, stick to one sleep schedule. Step two, stop caffeine by 2 p.m. Step three, stop alcohol three hours before bed. Step four, stop exercise four hours before bed. And step five is give the sun a high five every morning and get 15 minutes of sunlight. Dude, that's awesome. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I love that. High five. Now, you can't have a conversation about sleep without going to the sleep expert by the name of Sean Stevenson. Now, Sean wrote a best-selling book called Sleep Smarter. And those are two very important things, right? You want to be able to sleep, but it's not just like anything else. Working hard, it's working smart. And how do you sleep smarter? Sean has an incredible podcast, The Model Health Show. He's written the amazing books. And what I want to do right now is to have him share some of his tips for sleeping smarter. Here's Sean Stevenson. What are three quick tips our listeners can use to sleep smarter? So the first one was go with the super low-hanging fruit. And I love these. And this is something you can implement immediately. And so this was a study that was done by Appalachian State University. And this was a study on exercises. They were looking at the timing of your exercise. How would that possibly potentially influence your sleep quality? They found that the morning exercisers, on average spent more time in the deepest, most anabolic stages of sleep. The morning exercisers tended to sleep longer. They tended to have more efficient sleep cycles, which again, that's what we were talking about here, efficient sleep cycles, not necessarily sleeping more. And they also found that the morning exercisers had a 25% greater drop in blood pressure in the evening compared to working at at the other times. And why that matters, that's a kind of correlated with the activation of your parasympathetic or rest and digest system and a deactivation of the sympathetic kind of fight or flight. And so you can still take advantage of the benefit by getting, you know, even four minutes of exercise in in the morning. And so clinically what we call this and why it works is it's something called a cortisol reset. And cortisol is not a bad guy. That has to be said really quickly here. It's if it's producing the wrong amounts or at the wrong time. And so by exercise in the morning, you get this cortisol boost and that sets the template because your cortisol should be elevated in the morning and gradually drop as the day goes on. All right, so for number two, and this one is a little bit more in my, in my field. What I saw 
was there there definitely was a correlation with what we're eating in our sleep. When you hear the word melatonin, which is the sleep glorified sleep hormone, the vast majority of your melatonin is located in your gut. All right, we're talking like 400 times more melatonin in your gut than in your brain. All right, so there's certain nutrients that are kind of building blocks or uh, seeds for creating sleep-related hormones and neurotransmitters. I'll just share two really quickly. One of them, funny enough, is vitamin C. So we hear about vitamin C for your immune system and things like that, but it's actually important for regenerating tissues. It's also important for your sleep. It helps to regulate this process. So, And this was the Public Library of Science did a study and found that individuals who were deficient in vitamin C were much more likely to have um, interrupted sleep. So these are people who tend to wake up more frequently during the night. And so by optimizing your vitamin C, you can help to eliminate that. And again, it depends on you. This might not be the thing that's going to fix that, but it might be something to look at. Uh, one other one would be uh, magnesium. Now, magnesium is responsible for over 300 biochemical, I'm sorry, 325 biochemical processes we're aware of. Many of them involve sleep and recovery. And this is also the number one mineral deficiency in our world today. So that's why this is a big, big problem. It's a kind of a stress modulating mineral. It really deals with your body's kind of um, sympathetic nervous system a lot. And so this gets zapped from your system very quickly. So you want to be adamant about getting magnesium, optimal magnesium in your diet, get more good sleep nutrients, and final tip here. So we covered exercise, we covered good sleep nutrients. This is something that I don't know if you talked about on your show yet, but I know you've probably weaved it in. Uh, And this is having uh, a session, a practice of brain training, aka meditation. Meditation is equally as effective as some of the best sleep medications that are out there is really fascinating. Number one, it's free. And number two, we're not looking at some of the dangerous side effects that take place when taking some of these medications, which I'm not going to name any names, but you guys know what they are. They're they're in songs and stuff now. So having a meditation practice each day, and this is why it's called a practice. And what they found was meditating in the morning can help you sleep better at night. It's what meditation really allows you to do is to help you to support, not to have no thoughts, but to be able to focus your attention on sleep. All right, so uh, there's three powerhouse strategies. Of course, we could dive in deep on all of these things, but I hope that provides people a little jumpstart to get going. And then finally, to finish out our conversation about sleep, we're bringing on the show right now, Dr. Greg Wells. Dr. Greg Wells is the author of the best-selling Superbodies, as well as his newest book called The Ripple Effect, Sleep Better, Eat Better, Move Better, Think Better. And who doesn't want all the above? And so let's pick up our conversation about sleep with Dr. Greg Wells. When you sleep is when you encode information from the day. That's when you learn in the first four and a half hours of sleep, the first three sleep cycles when you're in deep sleep. That's when the neurons grow. That's when new connections are made between neurons inside the brain. When you eat properly, when you have healthy foods, organic, as real as you can, no processed foods, you know, minimal sugars, when you eat that way, your brain actually creates the neurotransmitters that help you to concentrate and to focus. When you exercise, you activate the centers of your brain that you use to learn, to be creative, to problem solve. We now know that walking leads to creativity. Walking in nature improves problem solving. One single exercise, about 20 minutes, improves mental function for 15 hours. Like, why are we not starting every single school day with kids getting physically active? Imagine what we could do. And then all of those things compound to help us prevent, treat, reduce, 
mental health challenges, mild mental health challenges like depression and anxiety, more severe mental health challenges like personality disorders and schizophrenia require a very different approach. But for the mild to moderate mental health issues, this is how we have to approach it. Okay. So let's break this down and deconstruct this. So how many elements are here? Four. Eat, sleep, move, think. And then where would people start? You know, quick brain really is about those things. You know, it's about cognitive performance, which this conversation is all about because this is what controls everything. It's about being quick because people are so busy nowadays. They want things in bite size and then also practical. So, and I know you, you know, as a practitioner, you want to, you know, where the rubber meets the road for those four areas, where can someone start? Where do you recommend? I truly believe that sleep is the foundation for everything. So first and foremost, I want people to think about sleeping. And I think the single fastest hack to improve sleeping is defend your last hour. Please, 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 for one hour before you go to sleep at night, create a sleep routine that enables you to downshift, to relax, get away from your devices, calm down, take a hot bath, meditate. The hot bath, cold shower combo is awesome for triggering the release of melatonin. Start with sleep, defend your last hour. And then after that? Meditation, 20 minutes. I'm really straightforward. I just use Headspace. It's Mm -hmm. really easy. They've got a sleep pack that I've got 30 episodes. I'm working (laughs) my way through that. I do it over and over and over again. In the morning, I have a different routine, but at night, the Headspace pack is easy to do if I'm traveling and I'm learning and being coming better at it, but I don't really need it anymore. But that's how I started. And I find that clearing my thoughts, letting go of the day, stopping ruminating thinking, stopping replaying what was going on, creating a barrier between the day and when I want to fall asleep. Meditation helps you to transition in those brainwave states from beta to those lower. 100%. Yeah. You want to go from beta waves down to alpha waves, which is sort of reflection and contemplation. And then you let that go and you end up down into ideally, obviously when you're sleeping, delta waves and then and ultimately into deep delta waves. So that's the goal. The next thing I do is I read fiction. And whenever I read fiction, then it's either a minute and I'm asleep or it's about 20 minutes and I'm asleep. But that's the next step. Nothing industry related. I don't like reading anything that's a learning opportunity at that point in time. I like to read something that creates a, almost like a dream state in my brain which then makes it very easy to fall asleep quickly and deeply. Very nice. Your environment, do you have like a sleep sanctuary? Is there a certain thing? Yeah, we call it the sleep cave. The sleep cave. It's taken a lot of work. So blackout blinds, we invest in blackout blinds for the entire top two floors of our house. Like even a tiny bit of light filtering into your room through a crack in the blinds, through an alarm clock on your bed, all of that has an effect. Next step is eating well. Because what you eat matters. It's the fuel. Like I've got this huge nutrition textbook at my house from university and the very first line in it is nutrition is the foundation for human health and performance. And I work in exercise medicine and we're discovering that you can use foods to prevent and treat chronic illnesses. You can use foods to prevent and treat mental illnesses. Like it's just revolutionizing our world right now. And The whole system is set up to try to feed us really awful food in order for companies to make a lot of money. And I think we need to fight back and do things very, very differently. Hmm. So what are some of the things that people should be aware of, like the high return things that they can do for them and their families? Super simple. I think eat real food that you recognize as food. Like literally it's that basic. You mean mean the processed food where you can't pronounce half the ingredients? If it's in a box, like it's not food. Like actually try it. Show processed food to an animal and they won't eat it. So if you can't recognize it as an actual food, like you really shouldn't be. If you look at the production, the box or the bag probably costs more than the actual food. If it can survive for a year on the shelf, you probably shouldn't be eating it. Just makes really basic sense, right? So eat real food that you recognize as food. I would recommend that people invest in actually making it themselves. And I know that that's hard because people are super busy, but we've done it in such a way that we block it. We do Tuesday night, Thursday night or food prep nights. So we chop all of our vegetables. We cook all of our protein. We put it in Tupperware. We make the lunches and dinners. Sunday nights, we do breakfasts for four days in a row. Like we, you know, prep all the smoothies. We do the overnight oats. 
And that way it just makes it super simple, super fast, because you have to control your environment. Because when you're tired, you don't make good decisions. And so if it's in your house, you or someone that you love will eventually eat it. A little idea from Dr. John Berardi and Precision Nutrition. So your house has to be a sanctuary of healthy food for you. And there you go, Quick Brain. Thank you so much for joining me for this special episode on Mastering Your Sleep. For more information, I really recommend the next action you take is to go to our show notes. There you'll find a summary of everything that you learned because we know review is very important as part of the learning process. You'll also find links to each of these full episodes with our expert guests. You could find them actually at jimquick.com forward slash notes. My challenge for you is to screenshot this episode and tag your guest experts as you post them on social media and share your big aha. What was one or two things that you learned? Because we know when you teach something, you get to learn it twice. So post Take a picture of your notes or this uh, screenshot of this episode. Tag the experts, uh, including myself, and I will repost some of my favorites. And as you know, every single week, part of our process for making this engaging and fun is we reward uh, through giveaway some of our favorite books from our authors on this show. So uh, please post and share this. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Until then... Always keep learning. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. 
I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our quick success program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your Limitless Book Club, where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for a one hour, uh, share going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode. 